Sorry, I did it away from the microphone. Hello, everybody! Hi, everybody! Yeah, professionalism out the window. <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Top Shelf. Yay! Top Yay! Shelf! Yay! Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Jeffrey. How are you? I'm good. Yay. I'm stressed because I'm getting ready to go on vacation. Don't and... be stressed. Get glad. Uh, you know, the Swifters or whatever those no, things were. No, it was Tupperware. Was that Tupperware? I don't buy or, stuff. No, that would be... I don't know what happened. So, what movie did we watch this we week? We watched Modern Times from 1936. And it was really good. I, I laughed really, really hard. I absolutely... Love oh, this said, movie. For a second, I thought you were gonna say I absolutely hated this movie. That was kind of the plan. <laughs> to make you think that, not to actually hate the movie. Because I'm sorry. It's I love number seventy eight on the list. Okay. Number seventy eight. Yeah. Episode twenty three? Yes. <laughs> Maybe. You would think. You we would really think. should have started the episodes at one hundred. Like this is episode one hundred, then to episode one, because then we'd have to like do math. We don't we never have to do math. It would just be, this is episode 78, then episode 77, then episode 76. That I almost forgot re- how to count for a that second. That would have required forethought. Apparently. <laughs> and Something we don't do. We and that's do why we don't do it. <laughs> we are not thinkers. Not thinkers at all. So, do so you like the movie? It did. I thoroughly love this movie. I like this movie. This is my first Charlie Chaplin movie. And, yes, we will discuss more of that okay. when we get to the end. Because I okay. the gun. Sorry. God. Sorry. Sorry, so, take yes. a shot, eh? <laughs> Sorry. You really need to listen to Phoebe. Everyone needs to listen to Phoebe. Four Eyes and Beard. The uh, Matt Myra and, and Scott, Scott Moser podcast. podcast. It's, I've listened to it. It's Canadian funny. Sniper. I... Take the shot, eh? <laughs> Sorry. Look it up. It's funny. It's funny. So, yes, the 1936 Charlie Chaplin film. Modern Times. Starring Charlie Chaplin. Written and directed by Charlie Chaplin. Composed by Charlie Chaplin. Yep, he did everything. <laughs> Married later, Charlie? No. No, he didn't marry himself. <laughs> no, but he might as well have. Might as well have. So, your summary. Um, jumping the gun. Oh, I'm sorry. We have to do the rating. Oh, right, the rating. It is 8.6 out of 10. That's right. And it has a 96 Metascore. It does have a Metascore. Yes, we discussed this on the last episode. I could not remember what the Metascore was. Which, by the way, 96. 96 That's really is good. freaking awesome. By the way, it is. Because this movie is, for a silent... A, Three well, quarters? we have to say silent in quotation fingers because there's talking. Yes. But it, that'll ruin some of my trivia, so we don't. Yes, yeah, so we'll discuss that. We'll discuss that after yep. the, uh, after the, yep. the, the, the stuff. <laughs> now do you want my summary? Yes, now I do want your summary. You know she's poor because she has no shoes. <laughs> I'm homeless and cheerful about it. And he's good at skating. <laughs> yep. All right, it's fair. All for, you said that wasn't going to make sense. That makes total sense. Especially once you see I took phone. out the part about... You're a communist. They <laughs> yes, want that on the website. That would not make much sense unless you know Charlie Chaplin. He was put in jail for being a communist on the in the movie. That's true. But I take it as more of a actual meaning about his life. Oh no, that was just me. <laughs> oh, this is up three spots. Ooh. So, so it was number up. it was number eighty one, now it's number seventy eight. I like it. I really, really do like it. Uh, Roger Ebert wrote a review of it, did not give it a rating. But he wrote a review of it back in like 1979. Oh. And said that it was the, it's one of the few times that he's ever been in a movie theater with people who, when the movie ended, it got an applause. Nice. Like a legitimate applause. And people were heavily discussing it as they left the theater. Yep. It's just like it's one of the only movies he's ever come across where that's happened. So I thought that was really cool. I really liked it. I 
Love it. Jeff loves Charlie Chaplin. I love Charlie Chaplin, so I'm slightly biased. Yes, but not you all are. Charlie Chaplin. There's some of them that are really freaking boring. You're biased like I am about Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this mm-hmm. is true. This would be the first what film. Was this? I don't Jeff know. Did this weird head gyration. This, yeah. Like a Slovene or <laughs> like something. A... Watching a lot of Doctor Who. I can a tell. A lot of Doctor Who. <laughs> but this is the first movie where, like, yeah, with Goodfellas, where you had seen that hundreds of times, and it was. I have not seen it hundreds of times. Sorry, you've seen just it nineties of it, times. Just because yeah. I watch it every Thanksgiving with my dad. <laughs> but like, I'm, I had come into that one never having never seen yes. it, and I have seen this film. This is the first one for me where I have seen it hundreds of times or nineties yes. of times. Nineties of times, tens and, and tens, tens of, of times. times. And uh, I have thoroughly enjoyed this movie, and you've never seen it. So it was no. kind of a nice reversal, if you will. Oh. <laughs> Just random noises and words. So let me move on to the awards and technology. Okay. So the awards for this film, four major award nominations. Woohoo! Sadly, no Oscars. Did the Oscars exist then? It was 1936. Okay. They they did in some capacity. A Sunrise, A Song of Two Humans. Yes, we're getting back to that. Hold on. <laughs> uh, no Oscar nominations, no uh, uh, no wins or nominations of that sort. But it did. Uh, it was entered into the National Film Registry in 1989. So oh. one of the first yeah. films again. That's the second that's one on this list that we've had that's been in the first year that they've done it. No technology. No. Just because really there isn't anything to talk about except for the fact that he built the sets. That the sets were not fake. The only time it was They're a not f- miniatures right. or anything. The only time it was a fake set or what that it was a miniature is the boat scene. Okay. When the boat goes off into the water. Right. That was. Did and we it's figure out screen. if that in the roller skating scene that's a matte painting? That is a matte painting. Okay. Um. Yes. There's. I, Good. I feel a lot better about that now. <laughs> freaking me out real bad. There is a portion in the film where they're in a department, department store, store at night. He's the night guard, and he puts on roller skates. And he puts on a blindfold and he ends up skating around the floor. And it's one of the, like, it's like they think it's the fourth floor. Well, they're, like, the floor's under construction. So he blindly skates right next to the edge of this giant drop There's, like, a section of, like, balcony railing missing. And he just, like, skates with a blindfold in. And he just gets, like, really, oh. He's a really good skater. That's what I said. (laughs) In my summary. Yes. But it's it was making you very very worried. It really was. And yes, I I'm oh, almost positive it was a. Uh, I painting. hope so because that's dangerous. Though I wouldn't be surprised because it was back in the 30s and that's they would have done stupid stuff like that, like willingly. That's really really dangerous. Because well, like, the, really dangerous. Like the whole was that Harold Lloyd was the one that, the, that he's hanging from the 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 clock tower or the clock tower. Yeah 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 Harold Lloyd. Don't look at me like I'm stupid. Silent film star back in the day. There's okay. a famous movie. Uh, from Back to the Future, when Doc is hanging from the, the clock tower yeah. arm briefly, it is a reference to the Harold Gotcha. Lord I wasn't short. looking at you like you were stupid. I didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> I'm the stupid one. Usually that face means, what the hell are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, because I didn't know what you were talking about. That's that. What the hell are you talking about? But it, it was, and, but <sighs> in that sequence... And you probably have seen the shot. It's a from, it's from a short film called Safety Last. Okay. And it's it's I'm showing you this shot right now. Okay. Um, is he legitimately hanging? He's from legitimately a, hanging. Oh from gosh. A they do have something below him. Okay, good. I will post that picture to the website Please for those do. who know. Uh, but it was still, for the most part, he was legitimately hanging from the the um. clock. Uh, high above the streets. No, no. So it was. No, no. They no. did that back then. That's what they did. That's so, so dangerous. But 
besides that, that wasn't really technology. That was a history of silent films. Okay. And dangerousness. Um, yes. But yeah, so that's that's all I got, truthfully, for, oh, yeah. for this movie. I don't have technology. I don't words. have a lot of trivia. I think I have like a page and a half. Okay. Okay. We're Start. actually going to kind of jump around here because I don't like the order they're in. Filming began on October. In Oct- on October. On October, huh? So Filming when October happened. <laughs> in October of 1934 and finished 10 months later in August of 1935. It's actually a pretty long time. Yeah. Especially for a silent film. But yeah. again, having known Chaplin, he was a perfectionist. Ah. And he once filmed a lady eating like a bowl of soup for like 60 takes. Because she wasn't completely conveying the the soup the the enjoyment of the hunger oh, that she had boy. been having yeah a brilliant filmmaker little, little crazy, crazy. <laughs> love the man to death He's the one of my film idols. is a comment on the increasing industrialization of modern living something that Charles Chaplin felt exacerbated the grim employment and fiscal conditions of the Depression era because mm-hmm. this was Depression yes era okay we're just gonna go in order now. I didn't like the very first trivia. It was making me upset the where it was. Okay. Supposedly was to be Charles Chaplin's first full sound film, but instead sound is used in a unique way. We hear spoken voices only when they come from mechanical devices, a symbol of the film's theme of technology and dehumanization. Specifically, voices are heard from the video phones used by the factory president, mm-hmm. the phonographic mechanical salesman, and the radio in the prison warden's office. That's actually a really good point. That's one of those little things that you don't consciously realize. I did just because I had done the trivia before right. we watched the movie. Until you until you know it, and then till, and then when you watch it and you'll see it, and then you'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Look at that. Oh, hey. The singers in the restaurant are also heard, and some scenes include sound effects. Yep. There is sound effects used oh, yeah. fairly often throughout the film. Not Again, not all the time, just for key moments. Um, the Little Tramp's last words are, smile, come on. It's easy to read Charles Chaplin's lips at the very end of the film. Mm-hmm. Thank you, IMDb people. <laughs> smile well, is... No, 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 I know. Smile, come... I, but the whole... It was easy to read his lips at the end of the film. Why, why does that part need to be in there? <laughs> Just what is this, reinforce- Doctor Who for idiots? I'm trying to reinforce it. <laughs> Charles Chaplin allowed the tramp to speak on camera for the first time during the restaurant scene, but insisted that what the tramp says be universal. Therefore, the song the tramp sings is in gibberish, but it is possible to follow the story he tells by watching his hand gestures. So it's still like a silent film where anybody could watch and enjoy it. You don't have to speak the language. You still get the story. And that's the point. Yep. Okay. I'm yawning. And good. Okay. Number two. The film... (laughs) That's that's way less than normal. Because it's really early. I'm just going to start counting every time you yawn. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because I'm talking so much that I'm not breathing properly. So when I yawn... It might be. The film originally ended with Charles Chaplin's character suffering a nervous breakdown and being visited in the hospital by the gayman... Gaman? The chick. Oh, okay, yeah. Who has now become a nun... This ending was filmed, though apparently only still photographs from the scene exist today. They're included in the 2002 or 2003 DVD release of the film. Chaplin dropped this ending and shot a different, more hopeful ending instead. Yeah, that was really depressing. Yeah. I mean, he usually ended on that that note because that was just the time of the the this the time basically what, that everything depressing was depressing. Or hopeful? No, depressing. Oh, good. There's a handful of his like he like he was by himself. There wasn't always a very happy ending for the tramp. That one Fair would have enough. been just freaking depressing as yeah. hell. 
Yeah, it's like the Gaiman or the Gaiman. It's probably Gaiman because it doesn't have an I in it. It doesn't look like Neil Gaiman. That's what they say in that one title card. And it's like, she's a child of the sea who, or child of the waterfront who doesn't want, or doesn't go hungry. Oh, Who never goes, something yeah. like that. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about I know now? what you're talking about. Okay. This was one of the films which, because of its political sentiment, there's number three, convinced the House Un-American Activities Committee that Charlie Chaplin was a communist, a charge he adamantly denied. Yep. IMDb keeps saying Charles Chaplin in the trivia, and it's really bothering me. It's because he is technically Charles Chaplin. Silly, though. No one calls him Charles Chaplin. Not until he got into his older films. When when he stopped being the tramp. Gotcha. Then he became Charles Chaplin. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, I tapped the table. I'm sorry. A full dialogue script was written for the film as Charlie Chaplin had intended to make a complete talkie. According to a documentary on the DVD release, Chaplin went so far as to film a scene with full dialogue before deciding to make a partial talkie. Truth. Truth. Real talk. <laughs> Did- <laughs> What just happened? My sister and her boyfriend came to visit this weekend, and she says real talk, like, occasionally, when she has to say something really honest, she's like, real talk. Maybe it's Jordan that says that. One of the two of them, the both of them say it. It's kind of Great, like, now there's going to be a comment on the website about who actually sister. says yep, it. Discounting later parodies and novelty films, this was the last major American film to make use of silent film conventions such as title cards for dialogue. The very last dialogue title card of this film, and thus it can be said the silent era, belongs to the tramp who says, buck up, never say die, we'll get along. And again, like you said, it's very it's very representing of yeah. the, the time period, that it yeah. was the end of silent films. Mm-hmm. It was all about talkies. It was Until all about, they made the artist, like... Yes, 78 years yeah, later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> According to a fall 1935 issue of Variety... Charlie Chaplin was expected to run behind schedule on the release of the movie as he tweaked the soundtrack. He also wanted to chop over a thousand feet of film from his then-existing cut. He liked to film stuff. Apparently. (laughs) I told you, he was a perfectionist. Uh, Yeah, as you had said. According to Paulette Goddard, Mm -hmm. Goddard... Goddard. Um, Goddard. I think it's Goddard, actually. Goddard. Chaplin was deeply and profoundly involved in the recording of the musical score. He spent days upon days in the recording studio writing themes and only left when Paulette begged him. Which, if you've never seen the movie Chaplin with Robert Downey Jr. RDJ. Pre all of his crap, too. Like, this is early 90s. It's got a huge star cast, like yeah. star-studded cast. It's like Dan no, Aykroyd's in one it. One could say this was in the middle of all of Robert Downey Jr.'s crap. True, um, <laughs> but uh, that Robert movie, there's they they touch on that. They heavily touch on the fact that it's it's all about like he's in the studio recording and he doesn't realize how long oh. it's been since he had left the studio. So like they they do deal with that. Oh okay. Number four. During Paul, we can play a drinking game with Top Shelf. For those of you who would like to play the drinking game, every, every time, time Lindsay... I yawn, <laughs> and every um, time I it's go, because I'm yeah, not okay. breathing enough. You should breathe more. Breathing is a benefit, not a benefit, a requirement of life. When you just talk that much, you don't breathe. Just don't breathe that heavily. He cannot breathe. Mostly because I don't want you breathing on me. I'm not breathing on you. You did. Uh, You touched my feet that one time. That one time. One time. (laughs) During filming, Paulette Goddard 
Goddard? I'm thinking it's Goddard because it's G-O-D-D-A-R-D. If it was Goddard, it would only have one D in the middle. True. Goddard. Was still working for less than $100 a week as a chorus girl for Goldwyn Studios. The department store sequence originally had a scene where the tramp lets one of the ex-factory workers clean out the goods from the silverware department of the store. However, Chaplin felt this made made the petty larceny the tramp abets too serious a crime as opposed to stealing food to survive, and he removed it from the final edit. Very true. Because at this point, then, he's just he's just trying to live. He's not purposely trying to steal stuff. A screening of the film closed out the 2003 Cannes Film Festival, a high point of the festival, and MTC was illuminated by a spotlight to honor Charlie Chaplin. The end. That's making me cry. Oh, no, just getting all teary-eyed. You cried. (laughs) I didn't cry. I cried because we were listening to Smile. You cried. That song makes me so damn depressed, but I love it. It's such a beautiful song. Which, by the way, for those of you who will be listening to this podcast, is the song the episode's going to end on. (laughs) (laughs) You're all going to cry like babies. You cried. (laughs) Shut up. Whatever, that's what you always say to me. I know, it's funny. Watch the kids. You cried. cried. Shut up. (laughs) All right, let's move on to the things that I learned from this film. These incense smell bad. Would you stop grabbing the incense and smelling them we are doing a professional podcast those now. ones smell okay those they're the right next hate. to me <laughs> they're right next to me i'm i have add i'm easily distracted <laughs> don't take that out things i learned from this film i don't really have add it was yes, never diagnosed do. number one <laughs> the inside of all factory machines include giant gears mm-hmm. and enough space between them for a human body to fit and not get crushed and into a bloody crushed. pulp not really sure how and the having, gears are working having worked in a factory with machines, um, that's not the case. That's not the case at there all. was a summer where I was working at the plastic factory, and a guy got his hand crushed in the machine, and, like, I don't think his hand made it out of the machine. Well, that's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> don't stick kits. Don't stick your hands in machines. Don't stick any appendage in a machine. Mm-mm. Number two. You know when a person was unemployed, when the music gets sad, and they be- when they come on screen. Okay. Mm, sad music every time. <laughs> Number three. Don't put cocaine in your oatmeal. Nope. <laughs> Nose powder. That scene is uh, on the website. I put that. I, I found that clip online, and it is on the website for everybody to see. Number four. Oh my god, these cup holders are two different sizes. And we're gonna mark that. <laughs> they are though. Look. I know they are. That's amazing. I've been sitting in this chair for like six months. No, eight months, and I just figured this out. Do I need to take a picture of the chair no. and put it on the website, too? No, I'm sitting in a camping chair, <laughs> and the cup holders are two different sizes. My wa- my big Nalgene bottle fits in one. We're only at 20 minutes! <laughs> we have stuff I to need talk to f- about! I know, we need filler. Filler does not involve talking about the chair. I think this one's mostly filler. <laughs> yes, it does. Number... People want to know. The people want to know. The people don't want to know. <laughs> the people want to know. Number four. Okay, number four. People high on cocaine Kay. can single-handedly take down a troop of bad guys in the yes. matter of seconds. Have we learned nothing from cops? I know. <laughs> no, the thing I've learned from cops, these aren't my pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's never their pants. I was just borrowing this yep. from my friend. I these was, are not I was my going pants. straight home. Yep, these aren't my pants. I don't have pants. a gun in the trunk. Nope. No, that's my friend's gun in the trunk. Yeah, this is his car and these uh, are his pants. So I love cops. Number five. <laughs> Homeless people are easily identifiable by their bare feet and a single smudge across their face. Yep, of dirt. <laughs> of dirt. 
Just one. And not enough to not, make it look and ugly. And when she's not poor anymore, she doesn't it's have gone. dirt on her face. Nope, it's gone. Number six. Whenever it's necessary to replace the railing on a multiple floor drop, it's completely okay to simply put up a sign that says danger, danger. and nothing else. Danger. Danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> Number seven. It was very easy to be hired and fired from a job in the 1930s. Yep. During the Depression. During the Depression. When there were no jobs. Exactly. Just saying. And number eight, it was commonplace for a worker to bring a lunch to work that consists of an entire bushel of celery, a quarter of a pie, and a whole flipping chicken. Is it a bushel of celery? I couldn't think of what the grouping was. A bunch. I think it's just I a bunch. I did a bunch, but it didn't sound right. A bunch of celery. It just, yeah, it sounds like you're saying it's just a bunch of celery. That's why I didn't want to say bunch. And what's a grouping of celery stalks? I don't know. A, stalk, a murder? A stalk hinge? A stalking of celery? <laughs> Celery. I like that one. <laughs> Screw it. It's now called a stalking of celery. stalking of celery. I will change it on the website. Okay. The entire stalking of stalking celery. Stalking of celery. <laughs> and that is all that I've learned from this film, Poker. Oh my oh! god, my sound's on. We did not do the trivia song. No! <laughs> do we need to go back and edit it in? No. Past trivia. Oh, it's just not so good, but it's here. <laughs> it's a bunch of celery. It is a bunch of celery? No. Because it's a bushel of apples. It is a bushel of apples. Because I'm talking, it was, I didn't want to say a stalk of celery because people might think it was just like a single thing Each of stock. rib of stick that a celery comes off the cluster is called a stalk. Right, and it wasn't just one. It was like he... It's a bunch. He grabbed the whole thing on it, like they cut it off the ground. He had the entire grouping. Like what you buy at the store... Like, if you go to the grocery store and you buy a thing of celery, how they're all kind of still stuck together. Yeah. He had that in his lunchbox. I like that this is what we're focusing on, not the fact that he had an entire freaking chicken. A bunch of stalks <laughs> of celery is called a bunch. A bunch? A group of turkeys is known as a rafter. That's the next answer <sighs> below it. I don't care. I'm still calling it a stalking of celery. I like I think it. A it's stalking a stalking of celery. <laughs> that would be this episode's subtitle Not if we had it. Not a stalking of celery. No, no. A stalking, stalking of celery. Like you're going to stalk somebody? Yeah. That. Not you're going to put their stockings on. Because that's no. weird. Because, <laughs> you know, stalking so much better. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, this movie. <laughs> Pass trivia. <laughs> Random thoughts. Your thoughts on the film and go. It was good. You liked it? I liked it. It was very enjoyable. I laughed a lot and exclaimed, oh no, several <laughs> times. Oh no. This oh, was no. This was not the first Chaplin film I ever saw. I saw a Gold Rush first. Oh, that's on this list. Which too. is also on the list. That was my first Charlotte Chaplin film. Uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed that film. Stop it. <laughs> You're trying to threatenly push the power button. Aren't no, you? I was turning up the volume. Oh. Cause Oh, I thought that affected that. No, no, the gain's on the back. No. <laughs> so. <laughs> Why are you editing out all the funny stuff? This is going to be one of those movies where there's not a lot to talk about. It's going to be like The Apartment because we liked it yeah. and there's nothing more to say. Go it's watch bad. it. It's good. It's bad when we like a movie because we don't have anything to talk about. It's Easy okay. Rider was good because you loved it and I hated it. We had stuff okay to talk about. It's okay because All the President's Men is next and I pretty much know I don't like that movie. Really? Already. I love that movie. <laughs> it's boring. I loved watching that in high school. Oh my God. Masterson made us watch it in high school. Okay. Boring. For like... Four classes of boring. Well, maybe because he... It's not that long. 
I thoroughly enjoy this film. I think We're everybody needs to watch modern this Modern Times again. Yes, Modern Times. We're back on Modern Times. Everybody needs to watch Modern Times. I think at some point, one way or another, you need to watch this film. Yes. Primarily because it deals with a lot of the whole changing from the past into the modern machinery age. It still speaks to this time period. It still works because there's nothing in it that really dates it except for the fact that it's... They talk about being a communist. Honestly, that's probably one of the only... No, because people still get accused of being communist now. Is that still that common? No, I mean, there's not the House Unacti- the right. House Un-American Acti- un I mean, William the McCarthy's still not alive, right? <laughs> is he still alive or is he I'm dead? I'm pretty sure he's dead. <laughs> Let's ask Wikipedia. Wikipedia. You keep talking. But anyways, the movie is a very well done movie. It's very it's very well shot. It's pretty looking. It's not slow and boring. It's as we were talking, we were joking. We were talking that you were joking that this movie was. Oh yeah, he died in 1957. <laughs> okay, I thought he's been dead for a while. You were joking he that this. He was 49. Uh, uh, McCarthy. Yeah. Oh. Oh, he died young then. Yeah. Unlike Charlie Chaplin, who died when he was, what, 89? Like, really old. Charlie Chaplin was born in 1889 and died in 1977. Yeah. The man lived forever. He saw, like, almost the internet. Yes, he was very close to it. He died just before disco. Really, really got huge for a while there. Thank goodness for him. Um, but he was exiled, which is yeah. See, that's the thing. That's what was funny because we were because they mentioned and they accused him of being a communist in this film, and it's a good twenty or thirty years before he's actually exiled yes. from America. As we were discussing off mic, he actually got exiled from America for being a communist, as you brought up in the in the in the no trivia, right? You said that in the trivia. What? Yeah, about him being accused as a communist. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't go in depth into it. So they actually they actually banned him for a better lack of a word uh, from America, and so he moved to Switzerland, and that's where he stayed the rest of his life until they asked him to come back for a special Lifetime Achievement Academy Award, which I do believe Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau gave them. Nice. I do believe, I, or at least it was Jack Lemon. I could be slightly Colin off. Firth? It was not Colin Firth. Colin Firth doppelganger? So Colin Firth gave uh, Robert Downey Jr. a Lifetime Achievement Award in 1974 or whatever. But, uh, yeah, no, it's it, 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 it's... It's a very, very good movie. I highly recommend watching it. You were you made the comment that this is uh, a sunrise, a uh, tale of two. In some spots, it's like because there's a point where he gets out of jail and his and his girlfriend, who's the gamin. Yeah. Whatever. The name, woman. The woman. <laughs> the love interest. The woman. <laughs> the man. The only woman in the movie. The tramp. <laughs> I don't know. Um, she gets them a house and it's it's a shack on a beach and I'm like. <laughs> Sunrise, a song of two humans, part two. Except because there's bread. She likes bread. She likes bread. She loves bread. And he, she, and Sunrise did not like bread. She gets really sad. About Pretty the sure bread. that's the whole reason why she was leaving him. It's when Charlie Chaplin falls in the water, and I'm like, Sunrise, a song of two humans, part two. <laughs> For the record, McCarthy died because he was an alcoholic. Oh, I'm not surprised. He died as from acute hepatitis, which is an inflammation of the liver. He is buried in Appleton. Oh. He's from Wisconsin. He's from yeah, I knew he was from Wisconsin. Yeah, he I just didn't know where he was from buried. Wisconsin. He's buried in Appleton. Yep. Go Wisconsin. Spawning serial killers and, and crazy, crazy people. people. <laughs> well, that is all I have for the movie. Um, I think what I'm going to do, I think just for funsies, yeah. the episode is going to end with Smile. The, in the end music here. But then I think I will put the no, the, the nonsense song, the song that he sings, okay. after that. So they're, they're, the full song will be after that. 
just for fun. Because why not, right? It'll help pad the episode out. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> so what is next, uh, next Next week's episode? Next week's episode, which we're going to have to do later in the week because I don't get back until That's fine. Monday night relatively For late. the people who are listening right now, they have no concept of time. No, they don't. <laughs> Especially when All it's like All the president's men. All the president's men. Number 77. 77. 77 on the list. <laughs> Questioning. Two hours and 18 minutes. It's not bad. This movie was an hour and... Drama, history, mystery. Yep. Eight. Deals with deals with the whole Watergate scandal. No Metascore. Reporters Woodward and Bernstein. Yep, it's got an I after the E, so Stein. Uncover the details of the Watergate scandal that lead to President Nixon's resignation. Yep. Starring Dustin Hoffman, yep. Robert, Robert Redford, Redford, Hal Holbrook, who plays Deep Throat, <laughs> Meredith Baxter. <laughs> So good movie. It'll be a it'll be a good. Uh... F. Murray Abraham. <laughs> what is why did I know why do I know that name? Um, have you seen Amadeus? Oh yes, 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 yes. I know what you're talking about now. Okay. He's like he's I in... know the name. I just and he's remember. in Scarface. Okay. And the Last Action Hero and Finding Forrester and he's currently on Homeland. <laughs> and he was on Elementary, and The Good Wife. And he's Salieri in Amadeus. Another movie that is not on this list that really should be. Amadeus? Yeah. It won a Best Picture Oscar. Mm-hmm. The guy, the man who directed it, no, it wasn't Milos Forman. The guy who played Mozart yeah. has never done anything since. That was the last thing yep, he did, Yep, that was the right? only thing he did. Oh, the only did. thing he did? Pretty much. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, All the President's Men, it's really long and boring. We'll see. I have not seen it since high school, so I need... I, I I remember enjoying it in high school, but I would like to watch it again, obviously. So. Oh, I totally lied. He was in Jumper and Stranger Than Fiction. Never mind. He did the voice of Quasimodo in the Disney one. Oh. The guy who played Mozart. He okay. Did not age well. Oh. <laughs> so, well, with that, you're happy with where... Are you happy where Modern Times is on the list? Right now, yes. Okay. I think it's good. I think there's probably... And but glad it's above sunrise, a song of two humans. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it's good. Maybe it could be a little higher. I think personally, just because I've seen the Gold Rush too, I think the two should be flipped. Okay. I think Modern Times. The needs Gold to be... Rush is only twenty places above where Modern right. Times is, and that's why I. But see again, if you're really going to get me into it, I still say the Great Dictator needs to be the in Gold place Rush, in the Gold Rush. Gold Rush dropped sixteen spots. See, and that's the thing is, I love Charlie Chaplin no, movies, but that's a lie. This is a typo. It's moved up sixteen spots. It was at seventy four, and it moved up to fifty eight. Okay, it's weird because it's got a blue air, blue down arrow, but the numbers in red, which means it moved up. Wow, that is confusing. Way to go, AFI! You guys should really fix that. Well, here we are Dick. trying to help you and advertising your awesomeness and your list of stuff of movies that people should watch. And what do you do? You mess up your list of things. Oh, All the President's Men is new on the list, and it's from 1976. Interesting. You know what's after that? Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Oh, I can't wait for that Which is the last week of summer. Ooh, we're already done with summer at that point. Well, then we go back to watching one of these a month. (laughs) That's not true, probably. Not. No. Fridays. Yes. Fridays. Anyways. um, The end. The end, I guess. That was a really hodgepodge episode. I'm sorry. 
I love Charlie Chaplin. I cannot say anything bad. I about laughed his really hard at lots of stuff. I am very happy that you enjoyed the Charlie Chaplin film. I liked it better than the Marx Brothers movies I've seen. <laughs> I'm just saying it's my personal opinion. Go see the movie Chaplin. Go find the movie I Chaplin. I want to see it. It's on Blu-ray. It's seriously. It's got Robert Downey Jr. It's directed by Richard Attenborough. What time is the library close? <laughs> I don't know. 45 minutes? Okay. <laughs> but it's really good. It's got it's got Anthony Hopkins in it. It's got Maura Kelly. It's got uh, Geraldine Chaplin. It has Charlie Chaplin's actual granddaughter. She plays her own grandmother in the film. Okay. So it's very it's very cool. Dan Aykroyd, Marissa Torme is in it. Kevin Klein's in it. He plays Errol Flynn. Like, sorry, sorry, Douglas Fairbanks. So, but I highly recommend watching it. And uh, that's all I got. Apparently, the movie is not available at the library. Not until next week. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe next week you can watch it. <laughs> I mean, next week you could. <laughs> so much anger. <laughs> so much anger for a podcast. There's my arc reactor. <laughs> anger. <laughs> anger. Well, with that... Power is my arc reactor. Hi! <laughs> oh, my God. I was setting you up for the ending there. All right, it's just all fade uphill out. from here. I just fade, <laughs> just fade out. out. It's all uphill from here. Don't Good. really fade it out. I'm talking. It fades back in. <laughs> Good night, Radio Raheem. <laughs> oh, boy. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. We're going to have no more listeners after this week. Please keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. We love you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> oh, La spinage au la bouchon, si grette pote bello, si rakish pacaletto, si le toula tilatoua. Pour les boules, les taxis, mites, les yontes sous la cite, tout la, tout la, tout la, wa.
Je la pose ça dilatoire. J'ai notre seule mine, j'ai notre seule consigne. Je le sais trop ça vite. Je la pose ça dilatoire. For more information about this and other programming, visit our official website at www.ghostat.net.